Blog Talk Radio. Yep, yep, heavy-handed edition, man. Had some block talk, block talk difficulties, but uh, back at it. So, since this is a new show, we only got to go on live for about three minutes there. Had some te- technical difficulties. <clears throat> Let me explain again my moral feeling about this fight last night. Last night, we had Golovkin versus Canelo Part 2. And I'm not happy with the decision. I'm passionate about it for some reason. You know, there's always bad decisions in boxing. That's, that's a part of boxing. Essentially, that's almost a part of boxing, unfortunately. But for some reason, last night's decision really rubbed me the wrong way because I feel there was far too many politics involved. We had a bunch of casual fans viewing our sport. And as we usually do, we dropped the fucking ball. So let me send out a tweet here, guys. One quick second. Let me get back to the. All right. Okay. Yeah. In sports here, here's my moral. Here's my moral side of things. Here was, here's where I morally disagree and where my passion comes in, because this affects me morally. Athletics, sports, has always been a place where there is no discrimination. We could talk racially, but I think that'd be too deep for the conversation, so I'll just use myself. Growing up a little fat kid, you know, you get a lot of scrutiny out there in the streets, per se, at school, more so. You know, you're called fat, especially in the 80s. Now, fat is like a, it's the F word. But back then, kids were fully on, had a full onslaught on you to call you all kind of fat things. Here, now, here's where I come into play. And here's where sports, and here's where my moral compass comes into play involving this fight last night. <clears throat> I found sports as a refuge. You know, all those little kids who could call me fat, they couldn't fuck with me in athletics because I was this uh, odd little fat kid that was really athletic, but you never know by looking at me. And so when the little kid would think he'd have something on me, I take him out to the court and I bust this shit up. You know what I mean? I take him on the football field and I bust this shit up. I challenge him to a foot race and I dust him. And that's where all the playing fields even for me. I found it as a place that, You couldn't be better than me just because how you may look or whatever society dictates because I'm the fat kid in those young ages that you get all the perks of life. You get all the girls to chase you at recess when I didn't. You know, all those things. And sports was finally the place where I found refuge in fairness, most of all. There was no politics to who was the best. When we watched uh, football this morning, football's about to kick off any minute now. It's 10, it's 10 a.m. on the West Coast. When we watch these football games, we don't even want to take into consideration that the refs or there's any politics on the field that is going to pick the winner. May the best man win. 
is the phrase, the, the terminology often used in athletics. May the best man win. That's where that comes from. And I don't think that happened last night. And that's why I'm pissed about it. However, today, you know, I want to start off by breaking down some of the nuances that are out there and some of the things that people are saying are the reason why Canelo Canelo won last night's fight. But today, in particular, on a heavy-handed edition, I'm usually riding solo, but here's a special edition I got for you guys, something a little different than you're going to see most places. Um, However, I don't have the proper equipment, but I do got my boy Brian riding with me, who is a casual fan, just a regular guy who picks up boxing whenever they come across his radar, when it's a big fight like last night, it'll come across a guy like his radar and say, hey, I'll check it out. Brian happens to be a Canelo fan. Now, I want Brian to tell us, you know, B, come over, holla at us, bro. But um, so, Brian, what did you feel about last night's fight? Tell us about, just, just give us your general feeling about last night's fight. What's going on, boxing world? But what went on last night was this. I told him it goes back, you know what I'm saying, in time with this. But Delahoya and my boy what? Trinidad. Trinidad. Now, you remember that fight? It was a fight that, you know, everybody felt like Delahoya won, but the thing was this. He never ran. He stayed in front of him. He pressed him. He might have got hit a hundred times, but he showed that he wasn't going anywhere. And you know, from people that watch boxing, it's real like that because... So what are you saying? What are you saying? Is the optics of it? Is just how it looks? It's how it looks. You know what I'm saying? He looked more aggressive. He looked like he was going forward. He looked more, you know, he didn't look fatigued. And the same last night, you know. So what he's doing here, guys, is he's referring to the De La Hoya versus Trinidad fight sometime in the late 90s or early 2000s. If you remember that fight, Oscar went up on the cards uh, by quite a few rounds, and Oscar was boxing. In the last few rounds, Oscar used the tactic that has been used for decades in boxing, known as getting on your bike when you have the victory secured. You take less risk. Look, <clears throat> is that a boxing tactic I'm in favor of? No. <clears throat> is it a boxing tactic? Yes. Um, should it be used sparingly? Probably so. Because like my boy here, Brian, is saying, <clears throat> there are optics at play. However, I'd argue that optics don't win a fight. Now, Brian, come back, man. Come, come, let me holler at you now because I want a casual fan's perspective here. So you say you hearken back to the De La Hoya and you feel that De La Hoya lost that fight because Tito kept coming forward pressing the fight, right? Yes, he kept pressing. And the thing is, to other people that's on the outside looking in, they're looking like he's doing more work. Now, I know it's crazy when you're getting tagged up a million fucking times and then you're looking at it, but on the outside, see, the difference is the boxers are fighting each other, watching each other. There's other people on the outside watching that. So, you know, you can see that if you're handling somebody, they shit, you handing it to them. But on the outside, it might look like more. You know, you might be moving more. It might be a bunch of other things, but it comes into play, man. And when it comes to boxing, you got to look at everything. I, I get it, man. <clears throat> but... To them people, even from back then, from that De La Hoya fight, I felt like De La Hoya put on a boxing clinic, 
And every time I hear them motherfuckers say, uh, you know, he ran. I don't think he ran. I think he used a boxing tactic. And here's what, and it just gets me heated. No! Oh, shit! Say it again! Say something else! Oh! Say something else! Say something else, nigga! That's how I feel about that shit, man. I feel like you don't know shit about boxing, to quote quote the great Floyd Mayweather Sr. Or Floyd Mayweather Jr. Yeah, Floyd Mayweather Jr. to be exactly speaking to Larry Merchant. Um, Speaking of Larry Merchant, man, this was to quote the great Larry Merchant, I'm, I'm, I'm doing a double quote here. Boxing's a baby born with a black eye that can't be helped and can't be hurt. You know, something that's more so paraphrasing. But it's, that's the gist of it. You can't hurt it and you can't help it. And it's born with a black eye. And I think that black eye came to, to the forefront last night, man, because I think too many politics got in the way of the guy who should have been rightfully crowned as the middleweight champion. Uh, Another thing that I get disheartened by is that every time we as hardcores invite a bunch of casual eyes to the sport, more times than not, the guy that they think is winning the fight often loses. And that's not good because every time on Twitter, on Instagram, here comes the casuals flooding after a fight and saying, yep, basically this is a confirmation of why I don't fuck with boxing. Because if it goes to those cards, it's just you just fucking never know what you're watching. And I think we all are experiencing that right now. None of us know what the hell we watched last night. You know, I, my personal card, I won't bullshit with you. Now I have my boy Brian sitting there right with me. I'm asking him round after round who won that round. He's going for Canelo. Look, let me tell you another thing. I've been on several boxing platforms, formats, whatever you want to call it. I've been called a racist for criticizing Golovkin. You know, it was guys like me two, three years ago said the guy's robotic. His his attack is kind of predictable. He doesn't mix it up well. Um... He's not the fleetest of foot. Several things of that nature I used to say, and guess what? I used to get called a racist. I used to be told that I'm upset because a white man is dominating boxing, and because I'm black, that makes me feel a type of way. I used to be told that. Now I'm here caping for Golovkin. Why is that? Because I hate Canelo for some reason, too? I'm racist towards him? Get, get the fuck out of here. Point being is, as the adage, the old adage says, may the best man win. That's all I want. <clears throat> but for the same things that people are saying about Golovkin today, I said three years ago when he was beating up the likes of DeGale and Macklin and Dominic Wade, I said the same things you guys are saying today. He's aging. He's slow. His power isn't quite what they make it out to be. But I was called a racist for it. What you going to call me now? You know what I mean? Because now I'm caping for, Canel- for, for Golovkin. You know, the, I wanted to just definitely get into some of the narratives and then discuss them with my casual homie here. You know, because there's, it seems like this fight and like fucking Max and them kept Max. Look, I like you, Max. I know you never blink your fucking eyes. 
but I like Max. I've always liked Max. I think Max is educated. He's smart. He's well-versed, and he has a well-rounded um, understanding or just knowledgeable about all sports generally. So I've always liked Max. I feel he's pretty hip, et cetera, et cetera. But it was clear to me that Max had been appointed the job to paint the storyline, the Mark Kriegel of fucking HBO. That's who, who Max was last night. And he kept reiterating, which was just fucking disgusting. You know, Golovkin may be winning the fight, but Canelo is winning the story of the fight. What the fuck does that even mean? What does that even mean, guys? What does Canelo winning the story of the fight mean? I don't know what that is. That's romance. There is no story of a fight. There's breakdowns, analysis, and critiques. There's keys to victory. If Canelo coming forward was your key to victory, which was one of mine, then kudos. Great. You check that box. But you don't win a story of a fight because you did that, because you executed your game plan. And because you execute something in your game plan still doesn't mean that you win a fight. You have to be effective. A fight, look, criteria aside, a fight is just as pure as a fight on the streets. Who beats up who the most? Who beats up who the most, man? I mean, and that could come via a guy tapping you. You know, there's there's a such torture. What do they call that torture? The uh, the drip torture or something like that, where they'll just drip a, a drip of water on your forehead. Okay, so you don't always got to put a bullet in somebody's head to be effective. You don't always got to cut off an arm. You don't always got to chop a dick off. You can drop a drip of water on someone's forehead and drown them. Okay. So, I don't know, man. I'm geeked up because of just this, this fight seems to have so much romance involved. Now, let me tell you, with my boy sitting right there, I'm keeping score. I got a scorecard. And I said, round after round, who won that round? Now, he's vehemently going for Canelo. I'm just like, well, whatever. I, I did pick my fight. I, I picked Golovkin. I said my my reason for picking Golovkin was I felt Golovkin would again outwork him. He would uh, have a jab that he could stay behind. I don't think Canelo can hurt him. I don't think Canelo possesses the conditioning because Canelo's conditioning has been what it's going to be for some time now. Possesses the conditioning to outwork Golovkin, to outpunch Golovkin. And since he cannot hurt Golovkin, I don't know quite how he wins. So what I think everyone did because he can't do any of those things. He cannot work them, and he cannot hurt them. So all he can essentially do then is land more effective shots. That's all he's left, because he can't hurt them, and he cannot work them. B, what you got, man? Now, what he's saying is facts. You know what I'm saying, y'all? This game is different now. So what my boy did, Canelo, has basically stayed. He watched everything. He waited to land his shots when he could land them, but he landed them in big moments when everybody was watching. So the eyes, like I told you, that's outside the ring, they're watching. So to you as a boxer, if you're fighting, you can see in front of you, you feel like you're getting them, but to people on the outside, like I told you, 
it looked different. So it looked like Canelo's shots were bigger. It looked like they were stronger, even though he didn't look like he was packing a hell of a punch, but he was striking. As you see, he had a cut. I told my boy, we argued about this morning. That cut ain't nothing. I told him I would take a cut over looking like the color of his jacket last night. His face looked like his jacket last night. He ain't going to no club. And then let, let's go there then. Because obviously, my boy who's a casual, he's talking optics. Now, I'm just a I'm cutting, I'm a cut and dry guy. I'm simple, man. I'm black and white. Now, when we talk in optics, it just makes me mad, but that's what we've been talking all morning, basically. But, uh, you know, when we're talking optics, I, 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 um, I hate to have to, but I know that I have to because, like he's saying, he's looking through a casual lens. But I still get heated about it. I, I still find myself... <laughs> I hate having to talk about this, but I understand that optics are large in part of what a boxing fight is, because that's how it's being judged by optics, right? So I can't be as mad as I'd like to be, because I'd like it to be judged kind of how Olympic scoring is, flushly landed punches, not by a narrative that or the story of the fight, quote unquote that Canelo's coming forward, so that means he's winning. Oh, so let's let's talk about my boy. My boy said, you know, he's casual. So in his eyes, I assume something casuals do is look at who's who looks more beat up. He's talking about when Golovkin's walking back, his face was blue as his goddamn robe. <laughs> you know? Um, now, I told him, hey, I'd rather be bruised than cut. And he's like, well, he could go to the club tonight. True enough. Did Canelo get his stitches? He could probably go out, wear some shades. Golovkin shit all blue and purple, lumped all up. But I said, hey, by Tuesday, Canelo probably be still having them goddamn threads in his eyes, having to go back to the, to the doctor, and Golovkin will be sitting around like this thing never happened. So I think bodily, you'd rather be bruised than cut, I guess, in face. Now, listen. This is LeBron in Mexico. I wouldn't give a fuck about that cut on my eye. Every bitch out there from Tijuana all the way from the top of the hills is coming. And when he get them, they all coming. That's LeBron in Mexico. I've been saying it for damn near five years. So he took over, man. We got to accept it. Let's move on to a next, you know, a better fight. It's not going to happen again. That's what I'm talking about. Too many politics at play. This is my casual homie, but he says that boy is LeBron of Mexico. What he's implying is that that's where the money at. That's 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 the man. That's the cash cow. I understand all that. Look, I get it. It's business. It's not you know. It's, it's not rocket science. I understand. However, may the best man win is the adage applied to sports. You know, I'm not certain, but I believe that adage probably derived from athletic competition because sports, athletics, is where 
Discrimination is supposed to be thrown out the window. Shouldn't matter how old you are. Shouldn't matter how much longevity you can give to these networks. Shouldn't matter how much more milk we can milk out of our cash cow. Let's just, of course, address the obvious. Golovkin's 36 years old. His fall off the cliff, his absolute fall off the cliff, could be his next fight. Fight after that. Who knows? You know? He doesn't have long to give anyone. Canelo, 28 years old, just getting into his prime, already been, he's been marketed, he's been cultivated, he's been everything you can want a young groomed superstar to be. He's gotten all the push. They've done everything right with the kid. I can't say anything about they've done wrong with, at Golden Boy with this guy because at the age of 28, He's been boxing cash cow for about two to three years now. Impressive. Go ahead, B. And y'all got to remember, he don't fault the greatest. So he know what it takes to be a champ. He just got to get faster. That's for the motherfuckers who ain't a real Canelo fan. He need to get faster. You see his head moving now. You learn that from who? Fighting the greats. And yeah, man, you know, like, and that goes into what I'm saying. He, uh, He's, they put him in there with Mayweather. Sacrificially, they knew Mayweather was going to whoop him up, but it was getting him in there with the great and saying, hey, he, he got that guy on his resume. And sure, he didn't do the greatest, but he was there. It mattered. Taking an L to Mayweather at that time doesn't take away from your cachet. It only adds. But, uh, yeah, like my boy said, LeBron of Mexico, this, that, or the other. It's all about business, politics. And that's, you know, that's just where... Did I say... No! Oh, shit! Say it again! Say something else! Oh! Say something else! Say something else, nigga! I hate that shit, man. May the best man win. You know? And uh, I I feel like Golovkin's always been very sportsmanlike. So him walking out the ring last night is not something that we expect Gennady Golovkin to do. But he's an absolute disgust, man. You ask this man to go run hundreds of miles in fucking Big Bear. Let me tell you something for those of you who haven't been to Big Bear. Me and my wife and a couple other couples were just in Big Bear this past winter. Yeah, so we're in, uh, yeah, this past winter. Went out there for about two days. Let me tell you something. I'm never going back to Big Bear. You know why? I was on the second floor. My room was on the second floor. I could hardly fucking sleep. The air was so thin. Having to struggle for breath just trying to sleep. So you ask a man to go run miles, train, spar, and he really doesn't have a chance to win the fight unless he knocks out another elite competitor. Because if you ask me, my scorecard was 9-3 to three last night. And after every round, I asked my buddy who was pulling for Canelo, who, who, who should I give that round to? And by the time we got to the 10th round, he was pretty much quiet. He was kind of looking kind of in disgust in his face, quiet, knowing that Canelo was getting outworked, kind of mugged and beat up. Now, was that what you were feeling, bro? Now, yeah, I was very upset about it because I felt like, you know, he had the rounds in the beginning early. Like I told him by the sixth, seventh, eighth, you know, he he had he had it already. I already knew in my heart. But then he shows this shit that AD knows what it is. It's to sit and stare. 
He's been hit by the great, fast. He's not ready for speed. He's still even, G showed him speed last night. G showed him I can reach you. You not nothing. I'm going to tag your face up. I'm going to do all this to you. And he did, G did everything he wanted to do. Difference is Nella waited. He showed defense this time. His gloves were up a little bit. But his problem, he was dropping them too low because he's comfortable now. He don't felt G power. He know G don't got enough, really. He going to have to beat me down. Came to that. So let me, let me jump in right there because that's another one of the narratives in the fight. I hear people saying it was a Canelo fight. Gennady didn't fight his fight. Look, man, that's romance if you ask me. That's a narrative because, look, let, let's do it like this. Well, I'm going to make it as layman as possible. If Mike Tyson decided to come in and fight like Floyd Mayweather one night and he still was more effective than the other man, that means he wins. You don't have to fight in the style we've seen you in overall your career. It's okay to not fight that style. Gennady came in, and if we're looking for Mr. Destructive, uh, you know, that Gennady from five, six years ago, that's five, six years ago. You're not going to see that guy. And guess what? Gennady is smart enough to not try to be that guy. Did Michael Jordan keep trying to dunk on people his whole career? No, he didn't. You know what he did as he aged? He developed a back-to-the-basket game and started fading away. You know why? Because you can no longer out-quick and out-jump everyone. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to put you on my back right here. I'm perfect from this spot, and you can't do shit about it. So what Gennady do? He says, I know you can't outwork me. I know your stamina ain't up to par. I got the best jab, arguably, in boxing. So I'm going to just beat you in that fashion. I don't have to mug you. I don't have to get in a brawl with you. I'll outbox you. See, what happened last night, guys, is Gennady Golovkin's the better boxer of the two. Gennady, when you see Gennady turning and uppercutting, that's a guy showing you, I'm not necessarily here for power. I'm here using a tactical approach. What you got, B? Now, that tactical approach he's talking about, back to that De La Hoya shit, he showed, he demonstrated that I can box. I don't have to do all this other shit. I'm going to come at him with the same stuff. Hopefully he can see the shit. A lot of times he got caught with it. He showed that he's a great boxer. He showed I can take the pain. He showed I can last. He showed I can go the distance and still remain his jab. And, and that's where I feel like Gennady really showed what we want, that championship medal at the end. He won those championship rounds. I don't know we the 12th is arguable. But by that time, man, I felt it was money in the bag. I, there was people saying, you know, Canelo obviously needs a knockout. You heard uh, Canelo's trainer in the corner said, dude, you're not going to knock this guy out. You're not getting close to even buzzing this guy. Canelo didn't even buzz him. Didn't even buzz him, man. Like, I don't know if he ever made his eyes look at the ceiling with any punches. You know, uh, and so what I hear a lot of people saying is that I guess their premise for giving Canelo the, the victory is effective punching. Let's address that narrative. So there was once a time. What you got, B? Jump in, man, whenever you want. Now, what you were saying again? So look, there's a time 
when Mayweather used to get criticized because Mayweather, in the fashion of Canelo, was a low-volume puncher, but we gave him the benefit because with his low volume came high accuracy and efficiency, right? Right or wrong, that, that, that's fact. So in contrast to having the low volume but the high accuracy and efficiency on defense, he never got touched, right? Never got touched. With low volume, you have to have high accuracy and efficiency, right? Okay, fine. Canelo, that's kind of the style he fought in. Lower volume, but we are going to say he had higher efficiency and accuracy than Golovkin because uh, Gennady outpunched him by 250 punches and about 50 more landed. But we say Canelo had the better efficiency and accuracy and the punches, his punches caused more damage being that they were more accurate. Here's the contrast to like a Mayweather though. You got touched all fucking night while trying to be lower, having lower volume. You can't get touched all night. See, when Mayweather used to do that shit, he never got touched. You don't get fucking jabbed to death and still have lower volume and you land less? How? Now, people are weighing out. Now, people love to say, throw out CompuBox. That shit don't mean nothing. Fine. Well, then how do we quantify all this accuracy and more efficiency then? Because then we're quantifying what a damaging punch is. Is a hook more effective than a jab? But see, then we can say, is Canelo's jab more effective on Golovkin than Golovkin? Is Canelo's hook more damaging to Golovkin than, than Golovkin's jab is to Canelo. How do we weigh these things out? I'm going to clear that up. Canelo shit is more, so we just going to get to it. I ain't going to say nothing else. Y'all can take it how you want. See, the thing with Nelly, he learned from the great. I keep it going back to the greats. You got to watch boxing. Like he said, I'm casual, but I know this shit. Now, the thing is, you learn from the best. Yeah, he took a lot of shots. He learned. That's a learning process right now with him because I told you he's not very quick. He's learning from the greats. He's learning to keep his guards up. Now, what he's doing is he's taking to get punished low-key. Now, I don't know if this is a method, but, I mean, he got punished, but he also, when he was getting punished, he landed the punches he wanted to land, and they kind of did more in the outside. Like I told you again, the eyes on the outside seen everything. When you boxing, it's different, but definitely he hurt that boy. His shit was blue as his robe. That nigga matched his fucking robe. It looked like he had one of them masks on from Tijuana, like one of the wrestler shit. The shit was so blue. But you know. Yeah. Well, you know, and see, and if, if people were pulling. Go ahead. Let me get back to it. He waited on the punches. I know it looked funny, but when he waited, he landed the ones he wanted to land to get the judges he needed to get on the card. Very well. And and that, that leads me into another narrative of the fight. Canelo didn't run. Now, if if going into this fight, if your 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 heart was set on, you know, Canelo has to stand in there. You know, I have a couple Mexican friends and they said, Look, like I said in the preview to the fight, now we're doing the review. Canelo has to stand in there for Mexican fans to respect them. They say, Look, you can die, you can get knocked out as long as you don't run. So if your heart was set on Canelo not running and standing in there and being a man or whatever type of fucking romance you want to add to that, fine. 
Canelo didn't run. He was right there. In fact, Canelo probably, uh, I think, Golovkin going backwards at times. Look, that don't mean you win a fight. That don't mean you win a round because you come forward. You have to do shit. You have to hit people. Okay? Hitting people is the base premise of boxing. It's, look, I don't give a fuck about ring generalship. I don't give a fuck about um, defense. I don't give a fuck about aggression. If you're not, whoever hits who the most. Not all the time, but as a ground premise, if you don't know a goddamn thing about boxing, you know in a fight who hits who the most and who hurts the other the most is the winner. You don't have to be fucking a smart boxing fan to get that. So just because Canelo's not running, but you're just sitting there eating jabs and I mean, Gennady was turning. Now, let's, let's address all this body work. I've seen some body punches from Canelo. We got the stats. Uh, I, I, I don't have it in front of me, but I remember they said, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Gennady landed six body shots. Canelo landed something like 60. Okay? Now, this is people taking CompuBox numbers. Or whether you're taking them or not, this is something people seem to have seen. Body work, always a clouded gray area. Did any of his body work affect Golovkin? B, come tell me, man. My boy over here doing push-ups and shit. Let me tell you about this cat. Now, he'd been sick for a little while. He had an ulcer. Lost some, a peptic ulcer. He, been, he, didn't, he lost some, a lot of weight. So he went from 250 to 200 pounds. Now he good. God bless. God, you know, we have to give praise to the Lord for that. Straight up. But this motherfucker has worked out every hour of the day for the past about six days. Literally, though, I'm not bullshitting, y'all. We're sitting in the garage. I'm looking at planes go by, having beers and shit. This motherfucker's doing push-ups and doing curls all fucking day. But look, let's get back to it. B, tell me, man, do you feel now, you, you, did you see all the, because I personally didn't see all this damaging body work people are speaking of. Did you see it, and do you feel that it affected Golovkin in any way? Definitely was hurt. I mean, real boxing fans. Did you see all that body work? I seen the body work. It seems like I said from the outside looking in, he was catching them, brother. Y'all can go back and rewind them tapes. He was hitting his ass right up under, right, right there in them where that triple G shit. He was coming right under his belly button. Damn near pushing up all that Russian food, but he was getting them. He was catching them. He's seen them all night long. He's seen them coming because I told you he was waiting. Hello, learn from the best. Well, do you feel the, those punches? They were, you felt like the punches was hurting him. It definitely was hurting him. That's why he had to raise up and start fighting a little bit. He had to stop jumping back so much and going back fade because Nello was hitting his ass up close every time he came in. Well, there we go. I mean, I don't know if this is factual. Did I say no? I, oh, shit. Say it again. Say something else. Oh, say something else. Say something else, nigga. Again, romance. You know, it, it looked to like it was hurting him. Oh, okay, so we got Golovkin, Golovkin gasping for air in one of the rounds. Look, man, I'm only judging fighting. I ain't judging looks of shit. 
I'm not judging whose face look like this. I ain't judging what the fuck they do in between rounds. All I'm judging is who's getting the best of who in the fight. I'm not judging the romanticism of, well, Canelo's in there, man. He's not running. I don't give a fuck what he's doing. Is he beating him up more than him? So the, the question is, and we're going back to Max Kellerman, his great, well, great slash horrible phrase he always likes to say, which you didn't hear last night because it wouldn't apply, is who would you rather be? Who would you rather been last night? Me personally, I'd have rather been Golovkin. D, honestly, who would you have rather been last night? And I told him this being serious. I got a shirt over here. He knows I'm not playing about it. I definitely would have been Nello last night. We show, I sure would have took his route. And I, like I told him, I would have took them cuts on my eyes, threw some shades on, went out, celebrated for Mexico. While that Russian stayed home and packed a meat packer, a couple of them T-bones on his eye. He was blue as day. He was blue as day, I'm talking about. So I felt like he was hurt. You know, you can look at a motherfucker and can't tell that he's hurt. But, you know, when you see images of looking like you hurt, you got to be hurt. I mean, it's cool to fake it, but you, he's in pain this morning. He's looking at himself. He's rethinking what he got to do. He's looking at that Triple G shit on his shorts where he was getting pounded at. So fight-wise, though, is what I'm trying to get here. I'm not talking about how it looked. As a, when they, if it was just two, if them two men were in the room, no, no cameras, no reporters, no microphones, just them two men in the room talking and looking at each other. Who would you rather be? Now, this with no gloves on, right? Just it, after this fight's happened and it's just you and him in the room, no, no cameras, no reporters, just you and him. And you guys know what happened in the ring. No optics, no nothing. As two men sitting there, who would you rather be? Oh, man. See, this is a hard because in the end, I'm going with experience. As two men who just got in the I'm fight. I'm going in experience, and I'm going for triple. I'm, I'm, I'm G at this point. I'm wise enough. I feel like I can beat this youngster. He ain't seen power until he met me anyway. So, yeah, I'm G. So I guess this is what I'm trying to get to here, man. Aside from the optics, aside from the nuance, aside from the Canelo winning the story of the fight, you see my boy here expressing that going to Canelo winning the story of the fight, quote unquote, which was just almost making my food come up last night every time fucking Max kept saying that shit. Because I'm like, God damn, you just shamelessly Trying to paint this picture shamelessly. Fuck it. Max, do you not care about your credibility that you've gained over two decades in media? Fuck it. You a sellout for HBO who's collapsing for in boxing. Max, you can go do a thousand other things. I'm sure Showtime will pick you up. You're working on ESPN. You don't need that HBO check that fucking bad, I'm sure. They don't got that many telecasts for you to work in the first place. So why be sitting up there with this storyline narrative bullshit that we all know is bullshit winning the story of the fight no oh shit say again say something else oh say something else say something else nigga oh max had me fucking heated with that storyline bullshit man but um 
Yeah, man, just running down some of these these narratives. Now, D, I'm going to bring you back in, man. Well, let's talk about, you know, now we talked about um, it looking like Canelo's fight because G- Triple G wasn't being the destructive Golovkin we've, we've known him to be. We talked about Canelo not running. You know, uh, we talked about this body work that was supposed to be allegedly so effective. Now, now talk to me about Canelo. Another narrative that's been thrown out there is Canelo looking like the aggressor. So in your eyes, watching the fight, casual, it, how how do you feel about Canelo looking looking like the guy who was who was dictating the pace of the fight? Well, he looked great because he came out there and he just showed him my hands are up. We're going to fight. I'm not going to bounce around. I'm not looking for a punch. I'm going to throw what I see. You leave it open, even if you catch me, I'm going to drop one. You see every punch they exchange, they both drop some. They miss here and there, but the shit was straight through. Straight punches. Sitting up under them. A lot of uppercuts, man. That boy's watching great. You better pay attention. He'll be around a long time. He's young. He's just going to get better. So did he look... You looking at it through a casual lens, did it look like he was the aggressor in the fight? Because I guess he's coming forward. Did it look like he was the one initiating the fight? He was initiating the fight. He threw the first blows. He came forward. He showed that he was aggressive. He followed. He stalked. He stayed near him. It wasn't none of that Triple G shit where he's spinning around you. So you do know that to say a person initiates the fight, and this isn't always true, but I'm just fucking around a bit here, semantics. Um, Gennady threw about 250 more punches. So if we're saying another guy, the guy that threw 250 less punches is initiating the fight, isn't that kind of contradiction to some degree? Now, I'm going off this. He threw that many, right? How many did he land and how many hurt him? Now, I felt like, you know, Canelo might have dropped, hey, maybe 100, but 100 that hurt it, that, you know, they, they, they was worth that 100 punches to his 200 that he was just trying to find a punch. As my boy, I said, he used defense this time. He's watching greats. So he kind of took the punches. He's, he's learning to block, and he's learning to throw a punch with a block and go under. That's what he gave him. That's what aggression came in because he showed a different Canelo. He showed that I, I have an uppercut. I can, I can come sideways. I can keep my head moving. You know, and he kind of, if you look at Triple G, he kind of seen it. Triple G couldn't fight that stupid-ass little style he had. He had to stay close up because he couldn't get around. You know? He did look better. He did look physical. He did come like a lion. He didn't sit around and wait for the kill. He tried for his kill. He might have not been as efficient and good at it, but he tried his kill. He went for the prey. And that's what they say. You know, um, there was a point in the fight where the Canelo's corner said, look, man, you're not going to hurt him. I I knew that going in. There was a lot of dipshits out there talking about Canelo's going to knock him out. Man, get the fuck out of here. Man, Canelo can't hurt that boy. He couldn't hurt that boy next September 15th. Can he outland more clean shots and all the shit you guys say he did? Maybe. Maybe, but uh, he needs a little more work. He showed that, you know, his defense needs to be number one. He needs to focus. He needs to go watch some Mayweather shit, sit down and, you know, do the film. He needs to do film on that blocking. 
because he's getting tagged. That boy could have killed him last night if he was on his shit, but he kind of felt Nello was a little more aggressive. He knew it. G knew it was different. He showed y'all it was different. He didn't box his fight. He didn't fight his fight. I mean, he, that ain't him. I watch him. I sent. I was sending my boy filming him way back when motherfuckers didn't know what he was, where he came from. But I knew what he was. But I knew when he fought somebody brolic, you know, a little more heavier and a little more, and he packs a punch, it's going to be different because nobody wants to get caught with a hard punch. You know what hard punches do? It scares you. Make you think twice, especially when you get hit clean with it. Absolutely. So that's uh, that's a thing I always talk about. So let, let's talk about that. Was Canelo able to, to discourage the left him? Because that's what my boy's alluding to. He's saying when somebody shoots a hard one, it's like Paulie always says, even if you miss, a motherfucker feel that wind go by his shit nice and good. You're going to be like, oh, shit. Okay, this motherfucker is responding properly to shit, even if they miss. So imagine when they hit you. So, Vito, did Golovkin ever, was he ever discouraged at any point? During the 70s, he kind of showed that I got to, you know, land more of my little punches I do because he was getting hit hard. And it might not have seemed like it was landing like that because the way they fight and they moving, he was landing shit, man, close up. You know, they always wanted to show Triple G crowning him, hitting him hard, but they never really showed all Nello shit of when he was going up under that body shit and he was going up under where them G's was at. He was tearing his ass up. Probably didn't eat this morning, man. I'm telling you, he caught a lot of that shit. He probably felt like he had a hundred crunches at his ass. Very well. I mean, you know, I, I personally never felt a moment in the fight that Gennady was overly concerned about anything Canelo was doing. I didn't never felt the moment in the fight where he felt like I'm I'm losing. I'm on, I'm on the verge of losing control of this fight. I think he. It, now, let's just examine what Gennady did. He did the exact same thing for 12 rounds. He So, and if you listen to the commentary in the corner, Abel, tell him, keep doing what you're doing. Do this, do that. Gennady went out every round and did everything Abel told him. When Abel said, okay, it's time to fight him, he fought him. So, they did what they wanted to do. Did Canelo do what he wanted to do? Did Canelo do everything he wanted to do? Did, do you think he did? No, he didn't because he had to fight a different fight. Nello doesn't fight like that. That up close shit, he's a power man. So what he plans on, he waits like a missile. You know, when they shoot a missile, they wait, they wait for it to hit the target. That's the whole point of waiting. You don't shoot a missile and I have a fucking target. So the target was to wait. When he let that shit go, this came. He felt it. So did he let him go? And if being honest this morning, does Canelo say, you know, I wanted to get more off. I wanted to hurt him more. I wanted to, it was Canelo satisfied about the work he got in? Because I think Golovkin, eh, maybe Golovkin says to himself, damn, I wish I would have landed a few more overhand rights or something like that. But overall, I'm satisfied with my work. Is, is, is Canelo this morning saying, I'm satisfied with the work? He's saying he's satisfied. See, well, he's satisfied, but you know, in the back of your mind, you always want to be like, I could have done more. But he's satisfied because he fought a great fighter. He knew that this guy was great. We all want to make it seem like Nello knew, Nello knew that he could get his ass knocked out. Nello knew he couldn't knock him out. That boy knew. He knew he could knock him out. So it's a different fight. You got a plan now. Now, like I said, back to the missile shit. Missiles hit targets. He was waiting on his targets. Triple G showed him that, you know, 
I'm not a target like that. I'm moving. I'm a moving target. So I'm a tag your ass on the moving. You got to keep shooting punches. And and that's something I want to get on. I think rather than discrediting Golovkin for not being the destruction, the destructive Golovkin that we all came to know and love, I think Golovkin needs some credit for showing us these other wrinkles in his game. None of us knew, you know, when we fell in love with Golovkin that he had this workmanlike part of his game where he could just come in here and say, I can outwork you and just jab you and just put hands on you all night. Because this game, I don't think Golovkin was revving up the power last night. And on purpose, man, I think his game was like, I'm about to touch him up all night. And he can't outwork me and he sure can't hurt me. And that goes back to De La Hoya, to that shit we were talking about back then. But the difference is, Gennady didn't run after nine rounds. So then if, if, if De La Hoya didn't run, essentially he'd have won the fight, right? He ran the whole round. He but Gennady did, didn't. So that kind of debunks that whole thing. Yeah, but you know, in the end, aggression showed. That little guy showed Delahoya back then. I'm not running from all this. You're bigger than me, but I'm gonna show you aggression. I'm gonna come in. I'm gonna fight my fight, and that's all I can do. I can't fight like nothing else. But what I learned how to fight. If my aggression gotta come, I'm coming. I'm not waiting. Look, man. I think Gennady should be giving, be getting credit for him having this other wrinkle in his game. And at the age he is, a lot of you boxers, I don't know if y'all even that quick still. I don't know if you give exercising as much as he is. He ain't shit but a fucking exercise Putin in the face ass. All he does is work out. He's well-trained. And he showed that in the ring, that he's well-disciplined. Like, that boy couldn't beat him. That boy could have went 30 rounds probably. That's what I'm saying. Uh, You ask me, end of the day, when they look in each other's eyes, uh, I think Gennady looks through him, and I think Canelo knows that. Canelo knows that I can't beat this man. He knows it in his heart. When they alone and they look in each other's fucking eyes, I think Canelo knows and Gennady knows. You know you can't beat me. It's like you when you get on a gang and your OG homie puts you on. And then through the years, you know, you still in your mind thinking you can get your OG homie if he ever tests you. But see, in the end, your OG always reminds you, like, I'm OG for a reason. You ain't going to be able to just touch me up like that and might be able to land some punches, good ones, and show out in front of the homies. But in the end, I'm going to whoop your ass. And G showed that I can whoop your ass. I still think he can whoop his ass, but Nello going to have to learn from the greats and pay attention to the greats if he want to be able to beat fighters like that because he's not going to knock anybody out at this point. Canelo stands no chance this year or next year even, of knocking out Gennady Golovkin. He'll never knock him out. Uh, my base was that since I knew he can't knock him out, and anyone who was thinking that shit, you're retarded to me. Um, since I knew he couldn't knock him out, and then I knew his stamina, it has never been enough. Like people say, he's never thrown over he's 60. Love in the he can't do shit. He can't throw over 60 punches around. So how the fuck do you beat Golovkin then? Because I knew this was the Golovkin I was going to see. And the only way you can beat Triple G, I'm going to tell you this. You're going to have to be Triple G. Triple G is like fighting Triple G. So you better be a Triple G type of character. You better be able to go to rounds and distance. Because if you ain't got that in you, he's it already. Like he said, he kind of seen through him. He knew he could get that boy that. 
But, you know, boxing is different now. I ain't going to go into all the politics of it, but, you know, we're boxing fans know what happened last night. We just speaking. And you mean to tell me Canelo had a better performance than Danny Jacobs did against Golovkin? Because Danny Jacobs didn't get the W, but Canelo did. So you mean to tell me Canelo's performance versus Golovkin was better than Danny Jacobs' performance? Man, you can't lie to me. I watch too much of this shit. I read too much of this shit. I'm in on it. You know what I mean? And I ain't into the romanti- the romanticization and Canelo being graded on what I call a curve. Look, I don't give a fuck if you stand in or you do cartwheels in the ring all night. If you beat that guy up more than the other, you win to me. And I felt Canali beat Canelo up more than Canelo beat him up. Now, that's not a criteria for winning around now, is it? The, the I'd say the base criteria for winning around is just who who's more effective and who's who's more effective. And I feel overall Gennady was the more effective fighter in a gloss of ten rounds. If you think about the fight last night, you don't remember whatever these crazy body shots you, these people are saying Canelo landed. You remember Gennady kind of being is at least what I remember if I'm just to generally remember the fight. Now, Triple G can overshine shit where he have you stunned because you're waiting for all this fast shit to go on. Let me let me remind you people if y'all don't know who Triple G is. See, he'll have you on all these things he does. And then you, you kind of get lost in Triple G world. But see, last night was, you know, stand-up world. He knew. He had to stand up. It wasn't no more that looking at you in your eyes and doing all that shit behind his back and telling you to come here. He was catching them punches from Melo and they was hard. And he knew I can't keep playing with him, so I got to keep jabbing. He kept a jab out there because he knew. He didn't keep that jab. Nello was on some Tyson shit last night. He wanted to land that uppercut bad. He tried to show his power. Like, I can go up under him and kill him if I get him. But you got to wait for that, and you got to have defense. And I felt like Gennady stuck to his game plan and executed it. I felt like if anyone didn't execute their game plan more so, it would have been Canelo. I felt like Gennady obviously wasn't attempting to be Mr. Destructive. He wouldn't have been turning Canelo like he was. He wouldn't be jabbing. He was sneaking in that uppercut all night long under Canelo. Of course, when you're jabbing a guy and a guy think you're jabbing, what you going to do? You're going to sneak that sneaky little close uppercut right in between the guard. And Gennady was doing that all night. And, you know, man, I'm just pissed off, dude, because I feel like Canelo, Canelo's performance is graded on a curve of he stood in there. You know, and that that that's not fair to anyone. You know, Canelo standing in there shouldn't give him any points. You got to do shit. I don't care what your posture is, what your stance is. It's about landing punches effectively. Or if they're not as effective, you got to land more. One or the other. He land, but the thing is, he came forward and came with a punch. He came forward, he came with another punch. He came forward, he came with two more when we was head-to-head. He just showed a little more. He showed that he was more passionate with, I'm not running, I'm coming. You don't have to worry, I'm right there. That's how he's talking to him. I'm right there, Triple G, where are you? I'm not running, I'm in your fucking face. And that's what he showed. Yeah, that's great for the story. That's great for the story of it all. But for the fight of it all, I don't know. You tell me, for the fight of it all. 
I mean, it is what it is. I, I ain't got nothing to say about that. But in the end, I don't know. I, I felt like Triple G could have handed his ass more. Triple G fought his fight that he knew he had to fight with Melo. Because he knew Melo, look at man, he knew that the boy is strong. He didn't want to take a risk. That's why he boxed. His boxing looked so great last night. Because he didn't want to let that boy catch him a couple of times and could hurt him. Now, he hurt him, like I told you, you could see in his face. But his body is the same way as his face, believe me. When y'all go back to look, you're going to see that Nello was landing body shots. He just was turned a certain way where you, you couldn't see a lot of it. But that crowd, seen that shit. And, you know, I, for one, didn't see all this dynamic body work. The numbers say Canelo landed about 60 plus, you know, some 60 to 70. Um, that doesn't seem like a ton of, that's like, you know, roughly six body shots per round. <laughs> you know, six to seven shots per round, which I, I don't know, you know. But again, man, <sighs> Strange thing about boxing, man. Sometimes you leave with a, a sentiment and you're not quite sure what you watched because you can have half the people saying this and another half saying that. But I'll say this. I believe the majority of the people who had Canelo winning wanted Canelo to win. I believe people who had no dog in the race. Look, I probably am more a Canelo fan. Like, like I said, I used to be on Golovkin's ass. And I used to be called a racist and I'm mad because a white man is this and I'm black. All right. I didn't been all that shit. I had no dog in the race. None, really none. To be honest, I probably was leaning Canelo. Just left now with a bunch of people telling me everybody having complete different we all saw something different and you know we're all experts also so man it's the business of boxing unfortunately business of boxing at the end of the day we all know what it is at the end of the day EOD younger man it's the Shaq and Kobe thing man Shaq was great yeah Shaq won an NBA title the next season in Miami but the Lakers Jerry Buss they had to bet with the man who can give them 10 more seasons rather than two. That's simple business. You don't have to be smart. You don't have to be a genius. All parties involved being HBO, um, Golden Boy, any networking, any parties involved. The wagon is hitched to Canelo. That's your horse. Golovkin, like we talked about, his time is short. It's it, it's been it's been fun, and HBO has has clearly made their decision of who their horse is going forward. It's clear, the face of of it all. Now they they've used Golovkin, and I've hope hopefully they've paid him well over this time, over this past five years, because they definitely used that guy. Unfortunate for Golovkin's career, he couldn't turn pro to whatever legalities happen over in Russia or whatever the fuck where, you know, they just can't come over and be a professional. And so we didn't get this guy until he was 30 years old. Let me tell you, man, we missed a great. When that kid was 21 and should have been turning pro, he was a murderer. He's a murderer. So we missed a great middleweight. I'm talking about a great, one of the greats 
that ever lived. We missed it due to legalities and whatever shit keeps them guys being am- amateurs longer than they should be. But um, yeah, that's 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 the truth. That's what happened, man. And that's just the business of boxing. And you know, it was pretty evident. Max was painting the picture, and it was evident to me early that who the who the wagons hitched to, and just too much business behind Kellenello. Too much business, too much money. Still millions to make, big fights to have, pay per views to have. So. It's just business. No hard feelings. However, my I have hard feelings because, like I said, opening this thing up. May the best man win. May the best man win. And growing up a little fat dude, people was calling me little shit all the time. I found that if I go beat the shit out of you on the field or the court somewhere, you got nothing to say. And guess what? How I look don't protect you from me there. You know, in class or on the recess, you talking your shit and you skinnier than me at this time protects you from ever really having to deal with me because society says, oh, you know, we, oh, we'll laugh at him then because, you know, this physical flaw. But when those playing fields were evened and discrimination didn't separate us, I beat the shit out of you. And that's what I was hoping for Gennady Golovkin. That's what I felt didn't happen. That's what I hate when we always invite casual eyes to the fucking television for our events as boxing fans. We're niche. So when we get all these eyes on us, I don't want it to be a validation of why people don't fuck with boxing. Why there's people out there that say boxing is bullshit. Why there's people out there that say boxing is fixed. I want it to be a good representation of our sport that we love. And I don't feel that happened. But there are people who do feel that things were went down as they should have. That said, in addition, my man B, holla at him. Man, this is B, man. Y'all going to hear me. Y'all going to hear me. And I want everybody to know, watch, pray, live holy. My men, think like a king. And, man, just again, are you motherfuckers with this romance shit and he stood in there and man, what'd he do? This is how I feel about the shit. God, say, no! Oh shit! Say again! Say something else! Oh! Say something else! Say something else, nigga! Till the next time, it's a heavy handed edition. I'm your boy, Heavy Handed Jay. I'll holler. To the folks, Snoop Doggy Dogg and Dr. Dre is at the dope. Ready to make an interest, so back on up. Cause you know we're about to rip shit up. Give me the microphone first so I can bust like a